Fire damage is a community staple in Virginia. I'm Nick Ainelli. Well, Wall Street turned red today. The Dow is down 244 points. NASDAQ down 228 points. And the S&P down more than 1%, down 48. The commanders start their training camp tomorrow. It is 4 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. Former President Donald Trump is back in Washington, and he could be crafting an agenda for a possible second term. This November, the people are going to vote to stop the destruction of our country, and they're going to vote to rescue America's future. Former VP Mike Pence also spoke in D.C. today, but he called on the GOP to stop looking backwards. He also discussed the economy and abortion. Finally, we call for ending all taxpayer funding of abortion and defunding Planned Parenthood once and for all. Fire crews are now desperately working to contain a volatile wildfire near Yosemite in Northern California. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti. Firefighters say because there has been no wind, they have been able to control this fire. Remember, and it's not that long ago, just this weekend, it was explosive. Fire officials thought that this was going to grow into one of those mega fires, but they were really able to get the upper hand because of the lack of wind. Cal Fire expects full containment by this weekend. A different kind of wild weather is forcing rescues in Missouri. CBS's Trinity Chavez is in St. Louis, where people are dealing with floods from record rain. Literally, I was just driving home, minding my own business. Kenneth Brooks thought he could drive through the rising water. So I'm thinking like, oh, you know, it's not a big deal. No, it is. Because my car stops. I see in front of me there's other cars stopped. My car wouldn't move. I was submerged. I didn't know what to do. I've never been in this situation in my life. At least one person drowned after getting trapped in a car. Alex Jones is on trial in Texas now where families are suing him for insisting the Sandy Hook school shooting wasn't real. Alex Jones entered the courthouse with duct tape over his mouth that read, Save the First, referring to his First Amendment right to freedom of speech and calling the Sandy Hook shooting a hoax. In his opening statement, Mark Bankston, the attorney for the parents of six-year-old Sandy Hook victim Jesse Lewis, called Jones's actions a massive campaign of lies. You can put an end to these lies by punishing Alex Jones. Chris Fox for CBS News, Austin. There's more fallout in Uvalde. Rob Elementary School principal Mandy Gutierrez has been placed on administrative leave. While no official reason has been given for the action, a Texas legislative committee blamed her and an assistant for knowing a lock to the classroom where the May shooting massacre happened wasn't working and not having it fixed. At CBS's Jim Cursula, what would you do with $830 million? I would like, I want a five-bedroom brick house, five bedrooms, three baths, two, um, two garages, House, and I want to give me five Yorkies. <laughs> Tonight's Mega Millions jackpot is the fourth largest in history. This is CBS News. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. Good afternoon. It is 4.03. Thanks for driving along with us on this Tuesday, July the 26th. It's 79 degrees.
I'm Hillary Howard. And I'm Dimitri Sotis with the top local stories we're following for you this hour. And new this afternoon, the former cop who police say was shot by his wife last week inside a D.C. hotel now faces charges for molesting young kids at his wife's daycare center. WTOP's Kate Ryan reports. 57-year-old James Weems Jr., a retired Baltimore City police officer, is charged with sexual abuse of at least three children at the Owings Mills daycare facility operated by his wife. The charges come after Weems' wife, Shantiri, 50, was accused of shooting her husband inside a room at the Mandarin Oriental Hotel in D.C. on Thursday when she confronted him about the suspected abuse. James Weems remains hospitalized in police custody and faces extradition to Maryland, Shantiri Weems has been charged with assault with intent to kill, along with other offenses. She has a court appearance scheduled for Friday. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. Also new this afternoon, the Montgomery County Sheriff's deputy who shot a man while trying to serve an arrest warrant is Dominic Mash. Mash was part of a task force working to arrest a 35-year-old accused in a home invasion. But when they got to the scene on Garth Terrace in Gaithersburg, the wanted man tried to get away. Police say he ran toward Mash with a knife in hand. Efforts to stop him with a stun gun didn't work, so Mash fired his service weapon. The deputy is a nine-year veteran of the task force the FBI's investigating. When the school year ended last month, there was one local county that still required students to wear masks. However, that policy has now changed. Back on July 1st, Prince George's County Public Schools lifted the indoor mask mandate at its schools and facilities, becoming the final school system in the region to do so. The announcement was made in a short email sent to employees, but otherwise never publicized. It asks employees to exercise good judgment and support whatever choice their colleagues make when it comes to wearing a mask. In February, school CEO Monica Goldson told parents in an email that she anticipated lifting the mandate by the end of the most recent school year. That didn't happen, and in fact, school leaders never really mentioned it again. John Dome in WTOP News. An update on the investigation into the theft of Fairfax County Public Schools laptops from a warehouse, the theft of them. Officials say 35,000 stolen laptops had been stripped of all data and hard drives before the theft, and no student data was compromised. Those laptops were being stored in the warehouse because they were going to be auctioned. Three men are charged in the case. Two were warehouse workers employed by the schools. A fire that heavily damaged a Stafford County community center was caused by an air conditioner. Many locals are hurting over the loss. One county leader is promising to rebuild. Since the fire at the Carl Lewis Community Center, Stafford County Supervisor Tanisha Allen says, Most of the feedback that I've gotten has been that of sorrow as well as concern. She says it's a common gathering place for local events in the county's Widewater community. And for now, at least, that space is gone. But Allen says it will be coming back eventually. We're going to try to utilize all possible resources to try to find a substitute until we can rebuild the center. The building was heavily damaged by the fire, which investigators say was caused by a malfunctioning air conditioning unit. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. Coming up after traffic and weather. Some worry that smoother traffic on this commuter route will mean cut through traffic on their block. I'm Neil Orgenstein. WTOP News Time 407. Here's a highlight from Dan Carroll, the field CTO for cybersecurity in the office of the CTO for Dell Technologies Federal Systems on the Zero Trust Cyber Exchange presented by Kerasoft. What we've done at Dell is we've created what we're calling our pillared approach. We have device, user, 
transport, application and data trust. And then across all of that, you have analytics and logging, and that drives automation and compliance. Listen to the entire discussion on Federal News Network. Search Zero Trust Cyber Exchange. IT's role in delivering a modernized user experience, regardless of location, provides a competitive advantage. Providing a flexible, productive work experience while maintaining security helps attract and retain the best talent. Dell Technologies helps accelerate hybrid work, protects data and devices, and enables intelligent user experiences. Empower employees and IT. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.